0: The Biden administration struggles with a massive wave of Haitian migrants at the southern border. AOC's dressmaker hasn't paid her fair share. And the Pentagon admits it droned innocents on the way out of Afghanistan. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. This show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. It's time to stand up to big tech. Protect your data at expressvpn.com slash Ben. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. First, a lot of folks starting to realize you don't need to spend a ton of money for your cell phone coverage. For your cell phone coverage, you're spending a lot of money every month. There is no necessity for that. You could be getting the exact same coverage as one of the big networks, but paying a lot less money. With Pure Talk USA, stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile's social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never actually... Enter. Stop paying for their added perks you never use. PureTalk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you the killer 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of the big guys for about half the cost. The average family is saving over $800 a year, so what's your excuse? I made the switch. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. You can get unlimited talk, texting, 6 gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. And if you want unlimited data, they have options there, too, and you'll still be saving a bundle. Head on over to puretalk.com, shop for the plan that is right for you. They have a 30-day risk-free guarantee, so you literally have nothing to lose. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Shapiro. You will save 50% off your very first month of coverage. That's puretalk.com, promo code Shapiro. PureTalk is simply smarter wireless. Alrighty, righty, so catastrophe continues to mount Over at the southern border, according to the Associated Press, Haitian migrants, seeking to escape poverty, hunger, and a feeling of hopelessness in their home country, said they will not be deterred by U.S. plans to speedily send them back as thousands of people remain encamped on the Texas border Saturday after crossing from Mexico. Scores of people waited back and forth across the Rio Grande on Saturday afternoon, re-entering Mexico to purchase water, food, and diapers in Ciudad Acuna before returning to the Texas encampment under and near a bridge in the border city of Del Rio. Now, remember, We were told a wall was completely unnecessary because if there is a river there, no one would actually cross that river. Well, um, it seems like people are crossing the river and then going back and forth across the river many times. And finding, as it turns out, holes in America's border system where they can descend on areas and then apply for asylum. Junior Jean, a 32-year-old man from Haiti, watched as people cautiously carried cases of water or bags of food through the knee-high River water. Jean said he lived on the streets in Chile the past four years resigned to searching for food in garbage cans. Okay, so what drove him now if he was in Chile for the past four years? What exactly was the big driver right now? Could it have something to do with the advent of a brand new administration that is not led by Donald Trump he said, we're all looking for a better life. The Department of Homeland Security said Saturday it had moved about 2,000 of the migrants from the camp to other locations on Friday for processing and possible removal from the United States. They also said they'd have 400 agents and officers in the area by Monday morning. Now, here's the reason why they are doing that. The reason that they are sending a bunch of new officers is, of course, because it had been humiliating to them that the state of Texas had actually intervened and sent its own officers, right? That's actually what happened here, is that the state of Texas sent law enforcement officers, according to Daily Wire, law enforcement officials with the state of Texas appear to have taken control of the situation in Del Rio, Texas, after the Biden administration repeatedly failed to stop tens of thousands of migrants from illegally entering the United States. Governor Greg Abbott said in a tweet, quote, the Texas Department of Public Safety is in full force along the border around the Del Rio area. And then he put out a picture that showed scores of law enforcement vehicles that had descended on the area, He said they built a barricade with their squad cars and state troopers. The National Guard is working with them to secure the border as well. Fox News national correspondent Bill Malugan tweeted out a video showing the massive surge in law enforcement presence at the border. The Texas Department of Public Safety tweeted out photographs from both the ground and from their drone, showing the scale of the Abbott response to the crisis that started late last week and erupted over the past few days and, of course, the Texas Department of Public Safety noted their response came after the federal government had failed to secure the border. When we say they had failed to secure the border, we actually have some pictures and video of what it looks like when you fail to secure the border. Here is a picture from the air of the migrant camp, which is under a freeway overpass. And if you can't see it, I will describe it for you. It is literally thousands upon thousands of people who are standing under an overpass, many of them in 100 degree heat. A lot of them, as it turns out, from some of the uh, from some of the video, have built themselves sort of ramshackle structures using essentially leaves and sticks in order so that they don't burn to death or dehydrate to death under the overpass. So it's a humanitarian crisis as well. Fox News Bill Malugan. He says, listen, our border is wide open. This is where hundreds of people are streaming into the United States illegally right now. Uh, Certainly does not look like an international border there, but you can see the crowds of people down there. These are people who have just crossed it, and Brian, if we can pan up that dirt path, take a look. That's where they're all walking to the bridge right now. That's why there's so many people under the bridge. You can see them streaming in across the Rio Grande. That they that's when they officially cross illegally into the United States and seeing the scope of it all over the place. It, it, it's wild. I mean, our border is wide open where you're looking at right now. Yeah. Amazingly, the FAA had actually attempted to ban drone footage from this particular area, citing lack of safety protocols, which, of course, is incredibly silly because they've had drones over there for quite a while. That was purely an attempt to stop the news from covering it. And then when they got caught, then they reversed themselves. Some of the video from under the bridge is just as disturbing as some of the you know, five hundred thousand foot video that you're seeing right there. Here's some of the video from from underneath the bridge that was taken also by Bill Malugan. And if you can't see it again, you're seeing huge crowds of people. These are the structures I was talking about. Blankets, small children, some of the people who are who are sitting here in the in the sunshine. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's a refugee camp directly on the border. Now I have a question. Where's AOC? Is she still at the Met Gala? I was told that that I, I know that that. Parking lots adjacent to holding facilities really upset her, upset her so much that she shows up there wearing white costumes and uh, and then stands outside and cries directly into camera. I know it's very upsetting to see large stretches of pavement and no actual migrants there. But, you know, when there's like thousands of migrants under an overpass, many of them suffering from humanitarian need, uh, I don't see her anywhere, but I guess she was at the Met Gala. So she was, she was, you know, she was busy. And meanwhile, the Democratic mayor of Del Rio is slamming Joe Biden. His name is Bruno Ralphie Lozano. He tweeted out, the U.S. is failing to protect its borders. Why aren't you here? He was tweeting out at Vice President Kamala Harris. Okay, meanwhile, you had the uh, representative August Flager, Republican of Texas, saying, yeah, this is a pretty major crisis that we are looking at right now. This is not just some sort of temporary problem. And of course, this is part of a broader crisis. Okay, here's Representative Flager. You can see the tragedy coming across the Weir Dam. We're about 100 yards away from the International Bridge in Del Rio. Over 14,800 people as of this morning, up from 12,000, up from 10,000. And this week, we have surged from 1 to 2,000 to 14,000. This is a crisis. We need the administration to call it a crisis, to take action, not just here, but all along our southern border, where we're going to have 2 million people illegal immigrants that are documented. That doesn't include the gotaways. It doesn't include the known or suspected terrorists. We need the administration to do something right now. According to Pfluger, a lot of these people are military-aged males. He reportedly told Fox News there was allegedly criminal activity taking place in the area where illegal immigrants were staying under the bridge. According to Pfluger, the border officials told him this was the worst that they have ever seen it. He also said this was worse than you could imagine, and he said the worst is yet to come because if they decide to riot or if unrest happened, it would be a terrible situation. It's ripe. It's 100 degrees outside right now. You literally have 14,878 people here. That's how serious the situation is right now. Even the New York Times reported that local officials are describing the scene as a quote shanty town with little access to clean water and food and just a few portable toilets. The Times noted no running water at the site. Photos showed people having to carry large packages of bottled water into the area. So as I say, the governor of Texas sent some people in there to try and clean things up. And this then prompted the Biden administration to respond. We'll get to that in just one moment. First, let us talk about the decoration of your home. So you've remade a lot of your house already, right? I mean, you made it look better. You repainted it recently, got some new furniture, but something still looks a little bit dingy. Now Look around. What is it? It is your window coverings. You've not updated those. Since President Eisenhower was in office, you need to update your blinds. Blinds Blinds.com makes it simple to shop top-quality custom blind shades and interior shutters from home with easy online ordering and free shipping. The experts at Blinds.com understand that window treatments are one of those household items you don't think about, but they can make a huge impact on the look and feel of your home. You don't need to do a full renovation. By simply changing what's on your windows, you can change the way light comes into your home and create a totally different feel. Go to blinds.com. Just take a look at all the options. They've got faux wood blinds, cellular and roller shades, even outdoor shades, all customizable to your specific dimensions. And if you're nervous about trying them, their sure fit guarantee has you covered. Blinds.com has helped millions of homeowners through the process. Plus, they guarantee the perfect fit, whether you do it yourself or have them measure and install everything for you. Right now, go check it out. See how much you can save at blinds.com. When you check out online, don't forget to tell them you heard about blinds.com from the Ben Shapiro Show. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, so the U.S. is now saying that we are going to start flying people out of there Apparently, we're going to start flying five to eight flights a day from the area starting on Sunday. Another official from the government expected no more than two a day said everyone would be tested for COVID-19. Now, remember, that had been one of the Republican complaints that people who are being released into the interior of the United States are not actually being tested for COVID-19 before they are being released. Told of the U.S.'s plans on Saturday, several migrants said they still intended to remain in the encampment and, and seeking asylum. Some spoke of the most recent devastating earthquake in Haiti, as well as the assassination of President Jovenel Moisey, saying they were afraid to return to a country that seemed more unstable than when they left in the first place. It is a full-scale disaster area. Again, the reason this is happening is not just because of foreign crisis. The reality is foreign crisis exists all over the world for oodles of time. The Northern Triangle countries have had serious internal problems for decades at this point. There is nothing new under the sun. What changed here is that Joe Biden became president, and people have decided that they are now going to try to brave the journey, hoping that Joe Biden is going to let them in. This is finally prompting DHS to use some Trumpian-type language. The Department of Homeland Security said, quote, our borders are not open. People should not make the dangerous journey. Individuals and families are subject to border restrictions, including expulsion," said the agency. Irregular migration poses a significant threat to the health and welfare of border communities and to the lives of migrants themselves and should not be attempted. But of course, there have been a lot of public interviews with people who are attempting to make that crossing, and it turns out that many of them are saying, we don't believe you. We think that you are faking, and we think that in reality, if we cross the border and if we are released into the interior, you will plan immediately to give us some sort of amnesty, which of course is true, which is why you've seen a massive surge since Joe Biden was elected in the first place, according To the Washington Post, this is as of last month, the number of migrants detained along the Mexico border crossed a new threshold in July, exceeding 200,000 people for the first time in 21 years, according to CBP. Among the 213,000 migrants taken into U.S. custody in July of this year were 83,000 family members and 19,000 unaccompanied teenagers and children. That was an all-time high as well. Again, AOC, nowhere to be found. She was wearing a tax-the-rich dress created, as it turns out, by a possible tax cheat. So, you know, she's busy. She's busy. As of July, more than 15,000 minors who arrived without parents were in government custody, many sleeping in grim military barracks. A South Texas park along the Rio Grande had been converted into a sprawling quarantine camp for more than 1,000 parents and children who had tested positive for COVID or been exposed to infection. All of this, by the way, has prompted the Biden administration to actually embrace many of the exact same policies that the Trump administration embraced. So now they've surged a bunch of people to the border. According to the Wall Street Journal, the Biden administration sent more agents to the Texas Bridge to move Haitian migrants. This was as of Sunday. The Biden administration said it would be sending additional border agents. U.S. Customs and Border Protection planned to send 400 agents and officers to Del Rio and was moving migrants to other processing locations along the border, including about 2,000 on Friday. Now remember, that still leaves somewhere between 12 and 13,000 people who were not moved from that area as of Sunday. DHS also said they were going to start flying people back to Haiti on Sunday as well. Haitians apparently have been coming at a steady clip all year long to Del Rio, a remote border region of the border west of San Antonio, creating a fresh humanitarian crisis in a year when illegal border border crossings have hit a two-decade high. And the Biden administration has been struggling to handle a crush of asylum seekers. The Border Patrol has facilities that are not large enough to accommodate the recent crush, They've instead been holding migrants under the bridge, often for days, because they literally have no place else to put these people, and they are processing their immigration paperwork. So, full-on disaster. On Thursday, by the way, a federal judge in Washington ruled the Biden administration was violating immigration law by rapidly expelling migrant families using the Title 42 policy. That judge stayed the effect of his decision for two weeks. On Friday, the administration appealed the decision to a higher court. So, the Biden administration came in to office pledging they were going to reverse all of Trump's evil, horrible, no good, very bad immigration policies. And uh, they've been avidly attempting to reinforce those exact same policies while claiming that they have radically changed things. Right. So you get the worst of both worlds. You get the Biden administration, which is apparently engaging in precisely the sort of evil humanitarian, anti humanitarian measures as Trump, and the message is come on in. Which is rather conflict uh, which is rather conflicting. Box.com reported on this just a little while ago. They reported, quote, despite promises to institute a more humane immigration policy, the Biden administration has clung to pandemic-related border restrictions like Title 42 implemented by the Trump administration last year. Since March 2020, that policy had been, had been used to rapidly expel more than a million migrants without hearings before an immigration judge. Biden also pledged to remember that he was going to get rid of Trump's remain in Mexico policy. This is people who are applying for asylum. And the idea was, that instead of us releasing you to the interior while you await your court hearing, instead, if you want to apply for asylum, you got to wait in Mexico while we go through your paperwork. Okay, Trump had negotiated that deal with the Mexican government. And now Biden came in, he said, I'm getting rid of it. But he reversed himself because it turns out that when you reverse all of the sensical, logical policies, bad things happen. All the while, Biden's message has been quote unquote, don't come. Toward Haitians specifically, Biden's policies are wildly inconsistent. Again, this isn't me. This is Vox.com, which is a Biden cheering section. Quote, he has allowed more than 100,000 Haitians already living in the U.S. to apply for temporary protected status. At the same time, he has continued to prevent Haitians waiting on the other side of the U.S.-Mexico border from entering under Title 42 and to the shock of immigration advocates resumed deportation flights to Haiti on Wednesday. So again, conflicting policy, bad policy, bad rhetoric, and the predictable result is a mess on the border. Remember, Kamala Harris was supposed to solve this. Didn't they put her in charge of the border crisis? That was funny. I mean, not like not like funny enough for Kamala Harris to laugh the way she does. That's just weird. But, but funny that they put her in charge of the border crisis, and it's been a complete and utter failure. This is just part and parcel, again, of the internally conflicting messaging of this administration and the wild incompetence of this administration as well. It's amazing that the rip on Trump is that his team was wildly incompetent. I'll tell you a few things that Trump didn't do. He didn't lead to a 21-year high in illegal immigration and have no actual plan to deal with it. He also, I noticed, didn't abandon Afghanistan to the tender predations of the Taliban and leave thousands of green card holders behind. Notice that one as well. As we'll get to in a little while, he also didn't have relations so bad with the French that they actually withdrew their own ambassador. That's something that happened over the last three days. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, let us talk about a simple fact. You need your sleep. I need my sleep. Let me tell you, you can see I'm away from home right now. I'll tell you what I miss right this very instant. I wish I were upon it right now. My Helix Sleep Mattress. Helix has a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody's unique Helix knows that. They have several different mattress models to choose from. They've got soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Mattress is great for spinal alignment to prevent the morning aches and pains, even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. So, if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress you're matched to, the mattress comes directly to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. They've got the 10-year warranty. You get to try out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix has financing options, flexible payment plans, a great night's sleep is never far away. Head on over to helixsleep.com slash Ben right now. Take that two-minute sleep quiz. They will match you to a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering up to 200 bucks off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Ben. Go check them out, helixsleep.com slash Ben. All so the media is beginning to notice that this is a complete mess. Chuck Todd of MSNBC over the weekend, he said, uh, I've noticed that there's a bit of a credibility crisis here for the president of the United States. I think he's got a a, a pretty big uh, credibility crisis on his hands because all of these problems, in some ways, showed up after he said something basically the exact opposite. Afghanistan withdrawal wasn't going to be messy. This wasn't going to look like Saigon. He's got a lot of work to do. The UN speech. Look, he's got some credibility issues on the world stage. Uh, are uh, to see, make sure that people still view uh, America as a. It's not just a stable democracy, but a competent uh, leader of the free world right now. Pretty amazing words from Chuck Todd. Again, that is over on NBC's Meet the Press. That's a pretty far cry from return of competence, return of normalcy. The adults are back in charge. The adults are not back in charge. By the way, one of the reasons why so many people were attempting to cross the border illegally is they were figuring that Joe Biden would find some sort of way not to prosecute them and to allow them into the country. Broad scale. Well, one of those provisions just went down in flaming defeat on Sunday evening because the Senate parliamentarian ruled correctly that Democrats cannot include a pathway to citizenship in their $3.5 trillion social spending bill. So remember, the rules of the Senate are that you cannot pass any sort of bill unless you have 60 votes, right? You have to have a filibuster proof majority in order to pass a bill unless you're talking about a budget bill. But there are some rules, the Bird Rules under reconciliation in which 50 plus one is enough to get you over the finish line. So this creates a bizarre incentive structure where Democrats try to shove everything humanly possible into their budget bills and then claim that this is all budget stuff. So if they can shove immigration into the budget bill, it only takes 50 votes plus one in the form of the vice president of the United States. But there is a Senate parliamentarian who can look at this and say, hold up a second. This is an immigration bill. This has nothing to do with the budget. What are you talking about? You can't just take random crap and throw it in a budget bill and then be like, hey, this thing that I just came up with five seconds ago is actually about the budget. So the Senate parliamentarian said you can't do that on immigration. So Joe Biden will, of course, claim to his people that he attempted to get it done and then just failed, and it really isn't his fault. But the bottom line is this. It is another failure for Joe Biden. He doesn't get his immigration bill through. Senate, Majority Le- Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell He said Senate rules never contemplated a majority circumventing the filibuster by pretending that sweeping and transformational new policies were mere budgetary changes. Tonight's ruling confirms that principle. Democrats will not be able to stuff their most radical amnesty proposals into a reckless taxing and spending spree they are assembling behind closed doors. This just illustrates how radical Democrats' aspirations are and how unmoored their far left wish list has become from the procedures they want to use to ram it through. That, of course, is exactly right. And that $3.5 trillion package, by the way, is still in some pretty significant danger. Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, who's, of course, a Democrat, he told a group of employees at Procter & Gamble in Martinsburg that he wanted to pause all talk about any $3.5 trillion bill until 2022. That is unlikely to to pass. If this delays all the way until next year, it's going nowhere. Because in an election year, you think any purple district Democrat is going to vote in favor of this giant boondoggle? Axio says any delay on the Democrat-only reconciliation package could also imperil the House passage of the separate $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill because Democrats are caught between a rock and a hard place. They've got the moderates like Manchin and Cinema who don't want to vote for the $3.5 trillion bill. And then they have the Bernie Sanders crew who won't vote for the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that's bipartisan unless they get the $3.5 trillion bill. So they've created a box of their own making, and there's no way for them to get out. The immigration issue being stripped from the budget, by the way, the Senate parliamentarian wrote, quote, finally, it's important to note that an obvious corollary of a finding that this proposal is appropriate for inclusion in reconciliation would would be that it could be repealed by a simple majority vote in a subsequent reconciliation measure. Perhaps more critically, permitting this provision in reconciliation would set a precedent that could be used to argue that rescinding any immigration status from anyone would be permissible because the policy of stripping status from any immigrant does not vastly outweigh whatever budgetary impact there might be. That would be a stunning development, but a logical outgrowth of permitting this proposed change in reconciliation. And as further evidence, the policy changes of this proposal far outweigh the budgetary impact scored to it and is not appropriate for inclusion and reconciliation. All right. So bottom line is that it's not mainly a budget issue. And so it is stripped out. And then there are a bunch of legal reasons why that is the case. But that is a giant fail for Joe Biden. And the fails don't stop there. The failures just continue, because this is a failed presidency, and we are not even a year in. We'll get to more in one second. First, let us talk about a simple fact. If you've got a medical problem, you really should just go get it solved. Now, you sit around, you wait on a medical problem. Typically, it gets worse. At the very least, it stays just as bad. How often do you leave a, a, a real serious, nagging medical problem, and it just kind of goes away on its own? Not often. Instead, go check out Roman. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction All from the comfort and privacy of your home. Roman Ready means confidence. The confidence you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Ben. Complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete that online visit today. Connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and get it taken care of today. Go to GetRoman.com slash Ben. Right now, you get 15 bucks off your very first month of coverage. That's G E T R O M A N dot com slash Ben right now. You get 15 bucks off your very first month. It really is time to get that medical issue taken care of. Don't sit around and wait on your E D. Instead, get it solved. Remember, get started today. You save 15 bucks on your very first order of E D treatment. It's getroman.com slash Ben for 15 bucks off your very first month. Okay. That is not the only major budgetary fail for Joe Biden. So right now, he's running up against another catch-22 for himself. So right now, they're coming up on the debt ceiling negotiation. So in 2019, Congress suspended the debt ceiling for two years. But the policy's expiration occurred at the beginning of August. So Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen stepped in, and she used extraordinary cash-saving measures to fund the federal government, so he didn't run up against the debt ceiling. Now, what the debt ceiling really is about is about being able to borrow more money in order to pay off our current debt servicing. Okay, so it is not just about you just raise the debt ceiling willy-nilly. It's really supposed to be that you're allowed to raise the debt ceiling a little bit at a time so that you can ensure that when we sell more bonds, for example, that we are using that money in order to pay off the bonds that we actually have to pay off right now. Right? if we've got servicing on our national debt, we still have to pay that off. That's typically what the debt ceiling is for. However, the debt ceiling has become an issue of negotiation, specifically because we have taken out so much debt to pay for our extraordinary national debt. Our extraordinary national debt, we have well over $20 trillion at this point in national debt. The total national debt of the United States currently stands at something like $29 trillion. $29 trillion. It's a number that boggles the mind. If you look at the national debt over the course of the last several decades, the worst points in American history were nowhere close to this. If you just look at where we were, even a, a few years back, like in 2000, the U.S. national debt as a percentage of GDP was like in 2000 maybe 35, 40 percent of our national debt. We, we're already looking at nearly 100 percent of our national debt, and Joe Biden is blowing out the spending even more. Okay, like the, the 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 total amount of U.S. public debt right now is just insane and continues to to be completely insane. So. Raising the debt ceiling so that we can spend $3.5 trillion more trillion is obviously something that Republicans are not going to go for. The problem, of course, is that if we don't raise the debt ceiling, they won't be able to pass this bill. And so Republicans are saying we're not going to raise the debt ceiling. Well, if the debt ceiling doesn't get raised, we also can't service our debt. If we can't service our debt, then our debt gets downgraded on the world markets. If our debt gets downgraded on the world markets, theoretically, we can't fund any of our outstanding obligations. If we can't fund any of our outstanding obligations, we are no longer in spend money mode. We are now in austerity mode or raise taxes fairly dramatically, fairly quickly mode. And a recession is likely to follow. So Democrats are trying to basically blackmail Republicans with the debt ceiling into you have to raise the debt ceiling so we can get our $3.5 trillion behemoth across the finish line. Republicans are like, nope, we're not going to do it. On September 17th, CNN obtained a letter sent by the Biden administration to state governments warning that failure to raise the debt limit would throw the economy into recession. Here's what the Biden administration said, quote, raising or suspending the debt limit does not authorize new spending commitments. It simply enables the government to pay for obligations Congresses and presidents of both parties have already approved. We expect Congress to act promptly to raise or suspend the debt limit and protect the full faith and credit of the United States Hitting the debt ceiling could cause a recession. Economic growth would falter. Unemployment would rise. The labor market would lose millions of jobs. City and state revenues often decline during a recession as revenues fall due to declining incomes and spending. If the U.S. defaults on its debt, cities and states could experience a double whammy, falling revenues and no federal aid because Congress could not actually pay for all that federal aid. The letter lists a bunch of state programs that would be affected by a default on the federal debt. Meanwhile, Republicans in Congress are saying, listen, you want to spend this much money, own the debt, do it. Senate Minority Leader McConnell says, quote, I can't imagine a single Republican in this environment that we're in now is free for all for taxes and spending, voting to raise the debt limit. The answer is they need to put the debt limit in the reconciliation bill. The current national debt is $28.7 trillion. So again, Biden is really stuck here. And the more radical the policies he pushes, the more likely he is to fail. Okay, Even with members of his own party. Over the weekend, Arizona Democrat Kristen Sinema delivered yet another devastating blow to Democrat President Biden's $3.5 trillion bill, according to Daily Wire, reportedly informing the White House she will not support their drug pricing reforms. So Joe Biden basically wants to use our governmentally funded healthcare system in order to cram down drug prices on the drug manufacturers. The only problem is the vast majority of drugs are actually developed and created in the United States. If you cram down below market prices on drugs using things like Medicare, All you're going to end up doing is destroying half the R&D industry. So, you know, Big Pharma, the worst people in the world who just ended the pandemic because they created these magnificent new drugs. Remember those people? So Joe Biden would like to basically use our government in order to cram down pricing on that. Now, the reason he's doing that is because other governments abroad do that. Right? Canada does that. The EU will do that. You'll see other governments that will collectively bargain against the drug companies and then artificially lower the price. And so what tends to happen is that we, the American people, tend to absorb the price of the higher cost of the drugs. well, One of the ways to push back against that would be to say to foreign governments as part of our foreign policy, you cannot do that. You have to pay market price for drugs developed in the United States. Cinema met with Joe Biden on September 15th, according to Politico, to discuss the social spending package. Cinema has made her resistance to the current House prescription drug negotiation proposal clear to the White House. It's unclear if she's completely immovable. That is the latest blow to Biden's plan. And of course, We've already heard about Joe Manchin objecting to the bottom line of the bill. He also objects to a lot of the environmental provisions of the bill, which totally undercut coal, which of course in West Virginia is a major industry. All of this is a disaster for the Biden administration. So, what is Biden falling back on? He is falling back on just plain old class warfare. Now, you know things are tired when you're just going right back to the class warfare gambit. So here is Joe Biden over the weekend doing his, yeah, I love capitalism, but but you gotta pay your fair share. Big corporations and super wealthy have to start paying their fair share of taxes. It's long overdue. I'm not out to punish anyone. I'm a capitalist. If you can make a million or a billion dollars, that's great. God bless you. All I'm asking is you pay your fair share. Uh, No, that's not what you're asking. So you'll notice that the words fair share tend to mean whatever rate I save for you today. If you ever ask a Democrat what a fair share constitutes, they'll never give you a straight answer. Because if they said you should pay your share of, for example, the national income, people at the top of the income bracket already pay more than their fair share of the national income. The top 1% pays 40% of all income taxes in America. The top 10% pay all of the net income taxes in the United States, like beyond receiving any benefits, because if you're very rich, you don't receive any benefits from the federal government, basically. This notion that the rich don't pay their fair share in the United States is absurd. The United States actually has one of the most progressive tax systems in the world. In the world. Why? Because all other countries have super high tax rates for people who are in the middle income brackets or the lower income brackets even. If you're living in Scandinavia, you're getting taxed at like 60% if you're making 60, 70,000 bucks a year. All those social programs have a cost. So when Joe Biden says, I'm a capitalist, but pay your fair share, he doesn't mean that. He means... I don't really like capitalism all that much. We understand that it sort of pays the bills. And what I'd really like to do is just suck money out of the people who actually are earning a lot of money to pay for my programs, but not even to pay for my programs, because I'm not going to pay for my programs. I have no plans to pay for my programs. All the class warfare stuff, by the way, is just a shtick. It's a it's a play for the suckers. Okay, all, all the folks who are at the bottom of the income spectrum who look at Joe Biden And they look at the AOCs of the world and the Bernie Sanders. They say, oh, those are people who are standing up for the little people like me. Honestly, at least Bernie Sanders is honest. He wants to screw the little people directly. He's like, "Okay, if you're in the middle, you should pay a 60% tax rate. Okay, more credit to him. Seriously, more credit to him. But if you're Joe Biden or AOC, you just lie to people. You're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm out there to soak the rich. No, you're not. You're out there to hang out with the rich and take donations from the rich and and hobnob with the rich and have them pay for all of your campaign. That's what you're there for. And then you're there to yell at the rich every so often so that you can sucker the rubes into supporting you. It's all a game. And by the way, if you didn't know it's all a game, let let me just recommend that you watch a little video of AOC. Okay, so there's a video of AOC going around before she went to the Met Gala wearing a, a very expensive dress that said tax the rich on the back of it. Okay, this video is kind of astonishing because all it is is her being treated like Princess Di. She's got a makeup artist. She's got a whole team. She's got, pe- she's got people who are wearing tuxes around her. She's kind of dismissive of the little people. And then she walks in, and all the people are cheering for her. And, and they, they all understand that they're part of the gag. They don't feel like they're targeted by her tax the rich dress. They know that they agree with her. They don't agree with her enough to actually, you know, not avoid the taxes. But, but they agree with her on principle, which is that they are the special people. They are among the specials. Here's a little bit of that video. Very punk rock. Peak punk rock. Wasn't that jazzy and fun? Guys, wasn't that great? She was super sincere about it, though. She's really sincere. She really wants to attach to, to tax all the, all the rich people by the way she really you know who she wants to tax the most she really wants to tax rich people like say like Aurora James right this lady is a really famous dress designer apparently Aurora James and she needs to be taxed more because apparently she's not only very wealthy and runs a pretty large company but also this person happens to be a notorious deadbeat on taxes with unpaid debts dogging her in multiple states apparently right isn't that like a perfect candidate for AOC to target in her tax the rich dress. Oh, sorry, no, sorry. Aurora James made that dress for AOC and is the person who's been cheating on her taxes, apparently. Apparently, she owes significant amounts in back taxes. Most of her debts center around a company she created in 2011, Cultural Brokerage Agency. It serves as the parent company to her parent, to her current fashion company. The New York Post reports, "Quote: the company racked up three open tax warrants in New York, for failing to withhold income taxes from employees' paychecks totaling fifteen grand, the State Department of Taxation and Finance told the Post. The debt stemmed from 2018 and 2019. The company has been hit with 15 warrants in total since 2015. The company got into an even deeper hole with the Feds. Between April 2018 and April 2019, the IRS placed six federal liens on cultural brokerage agency, totaling over $100,000. The lien specifically cited the company's failure to remit employee payroll taxes. Apparently, That didn't stop James from receiving $41,000 in pandemic relief aid. Her company owes $63,000 in matters related to workers' comp. Her company has allegedly relied heavily on legions of unpaid interns working full-time jobs. Wait, I was told unpaid internships were evil by AOC. That's that's crazy. Also, James just bought a $1.6 million property in California last year. It's already listed as delinquent by L.A. County. Because she apparently owes more than $2,500 in property tax. So, um, yeah. So so tax the rich, except for the lady who made this dress for the Met Gala, who hasn't paid her taxes, but did take federal money. And who is photographed with AOC. Remember how AOC characterized her as a uh, woman of color living a victimized life in America? Yeah, man. It's all a game. It's all a game to these folks. By the way, in case you don't believe it's all a game to these folks, I'm just going to remind you that if you're not special, the rule if you're not special, then the rules apply to you. And if you are special, the rules don't apply to you. right? If you are a maskless San Francisco mayor, you can party it up. If you're London Breed, the mayor of San Francisco, like how many, I, I would say she should apologize, but there's no point. She might end up governor of California. And apparently immune to recall. Here's London Breed at a concert. Right? Partying it up. Good times in San Francisco. Nobody here is wearing a mask. Now, I've been told everyone needs to wear a mask, right? Even the vaccinated. But is anyone there wearing a mask? Nope. Not a single one. Not a single one. The rules don't apply to these people. By the way, the Emmys, which happened last night, I noticed that no one was wearing a mask. No one, not a single human was wearing a mask. Amazing. Amazing. Apparently, uh, Seth Rogen... Who was the presenter who's just an awful garbage of a human? He appeared baffled by the indoor setting because apparently it was supposed to take place in an air-conditioned tent, but this was fully enclosed. He said, "I would not have come to this. Why is there a roof?" but he did. he stayed and uh, they all stayed there unmasked. But then again, they're not you know small children. If you're a small cho- if you're a small child, then you must mask. If you're, this video is going around over the weekend of a small toddler being forced to mask by a preschool teacher. Put your mask back on. Oh, uh, it is you? in New York State. Car, keep it on your face. You gotta keep it on your face. So yeah, we go outside. There you go. Nice yeah. Still lines less than most Democrats, but is subject to the rules because is a child. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it's just, honestly, it's just garbage and it's unbelievable. If you're London Breed, the mayor of San Francisco, you can go to a big party with a bunch of other adults who are much more likely to infect each other with serious illness. And uh, if you're a child, then we will force you to mask because you're not one of the special people. That is the way that all of this works. And they don't hold to any real standard about any of this. Okay, in just one second. We'll get to the latest in Afghanistan, where it turns out that, uh, yeah, we basically just nuked a family for no reason other than Joe Biden needed a headline as we left. We'll get to that in a second. First, let us talk about a simple fact. You need to refi your home. If you have not right now, the rates are super duper low. You're missing out. Go refi your home right now. If you own a home and you haven't, what are you waiting for? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. All you have to do is call American Financing, America's home for home loans. Take advantage of a free mortgage review. That is correct, free, meaning no pressure, no obligation, no upfront or hidden fees. Just a simple conversation with a salary-based mortgage consultant, someone who is going to listen to and guide you. So you're getting a custom loan that achieves your goals. From lower rates to shorter terms, even debt consolidation, they've got you covered. So do not put off a refi any longer. There are still options in the twos, but they cannot stay this low forever. Pre-qualify for free by calling 866-721-3300. That is 866-721-3300. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Again, that is AmericanFinancing.net. Or pre-qualify for free by calling 866-721-3300. That is 866-721-3300. Already in just one second, we'll continue with the news out of Afghanistan. By the way, we still, how many people with green cards are still stuck there? I know we forgot about them. That was the plan. After all, we'll get to that in a moment. First, the Biden administration has declared war on all businesses with over 100 employees in the form of mandatory vaccinations or mandatory weekly testing. And the Daily Wire is fighting this tooth and nail. We will find ourselves in court undoubtedly. I myself am vaccinated. I'm a big advocate of vaccinating. But I also believe that human beings in the United States are free. And that means once I'm vaccinated and I'm good to go, I really do not have the right to tell anybody else what they ought to do with regard to vaccination. I can encourage, but I certainly shouldn't be using my power as an employer to threaten them with firing at the behest of slow Joe Biden. Head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe right now and help us out because it's going to cost us some money. I mean, we're going to go to court. We're going to try and push this thing all the way to the Supreme Court if need be. Use code DO Not Comply at checkout for 25% off. Americans have been really willing over the last year and a half to cede their freedoms to authoritarian bureaucrats in the name of public health. Enough is enough. So please stand with us at The Daily Wire. Most importantly, stand with the rights of all Americans. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. Meanwhile, the Biden administration's foreign policy continues its own disastrous unfolding. Remember that time when we left Afghanistan and we left like 100 American citizens behind, and then probably thousands of green card holders, and probably tens of thousands of SIV holders. Remember that time? And that was bad, right? You don't remember it because the media just moved right past it. The, the Biden administration kept saying this is part of the plan. All this is planned. It's all pl-. The only thing that was planned is that you would forget about it. The only thing that was planned is that the news cycle would move on, and then you just wouldn't care anymore. And so they continued to count on the fact that you don't care. Well, on the way out, remember, we were leaving. ISIS-K decided they would Bomb the exit the point, and they killed 13 American service people. And Joe Biden immediately struck back like a man would. And he struck back by droning a key member of ISIS K, somebody who's planning a follow on attack. And there was only one awkward problem, which is that reports came out almost immediately that the person who had been droned was not, in fact, a terrorist. That person was, in fact, somebody who'd worked with the Americans, and uh, also we killed his kids. And the Biden administration immediately went out there with, no, no, no. We would never do that. Are you crazy? This just demonstrates. This was a successful strike. It demonstrates our over-the-horizon capacity. You remember, this was the phrase they always use. Over-the-horizon, over-the-horizon, right? We, we can, from anywhere, over-the-horizon, we can strike with pinpoint accuracy targets. Well, it turns out that when you rely on the Taliban to do your spotting for you, you might just kill innocent people. And that's exactly what happened. Admiral Brett McKenzie, or Kenneth McKenzie, rather, the U.S. Marine Corps General, Kenneth McKenzie, who was the commander of CENTCOM, uh, he admitted over the weekend, oh, yeah, by the way, remember that time we told you we had this super successful strike where we killed a terrorist and and stopped a terror attack? Yeah, we killed just some rando and his family. I am now convinced that as many as 10 civilians, including up to seven children, were tragically killed in that strike. Moreover, we now assess that it is unlikely that that the vehicle and those who died were associated with ISIS-K or were a direct threat to U.S. forces. I offer my profound condolences to the family and friends of those who were killed. This strike was taken in the earnest belief that it would prevent an imminent threat to our forces and the evacuees at the airport. But it was a mistake, and I offer my sincere apology. Well, I'm I'm sure that apology will, uh, will be worth nothing, like literally nothing, less than nothing. Now, I have a question. How do we get the intel on that? Who's providing the intel on that, right? We had no troops on the ground in that area. So where was the intel coming from? Who was telling us that this was a terrorist? Presumably, the same people who were telling us what ISIS-K was doing, namely the Taliban. The U.S. is apparently considering reparation payments to surviving family members. But McKenzie said making such payments could prove difficult because uh, we can't even do that. We don't even have people on the ground to pay the person's family. He literally said, yeah, we would send them a check, but the problem is we then have to send a check to the Taliban and they'll just take the check. Now, recall that it was the Pentagon saying that we had killed two ISIS-K fighters believed to be involved in planning attacks against U.S. forces in Kabul. At the time, Army Major General William Taylor said there were no known civilian casualties, and Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said the U.S. did not notify or coordinate with the Taliban ahead of the strike. He said the Defense Department did not notify other countries in the region or U.S. lawmakers. Okay, so here are the possibilities. Either we got the intel from the Taliban, or we didn't, and we were using those magical over-the-horizon capabilities where we don't have anyone on the ground to verify a damn thing, and all we have is drone footage. And so we can't tell whether this is a guy pouring water bottles to put in his trunk to take home, or whether it is a guy pouring gasoline to put in his trunk to bomb some sort of outpost. You know what would have been helpful? Having some actual intel capacity on the ground. But we don't have that anymore. So well done, Biden administration. Really well done. Okay, by the way, that is not the only massive foreign policy debacle of the weekend. We'll get to more on this in just a moment. First, the financial experts said we were in the clear. While experts anticipated rate cuts, inflation in the United States remains a significant economic concern. Think about it. The United States right now is in the hole by $34 trillion. we're going to keep spending, we're going to keep printing, and that's going to keep pushing up those prices. So You can bury your head in the sand, or you can do something about it. Diversification, always a smart financial strategy. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation. Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. You're not going to pay a penny out of pocket. Gold is part of my savings strategy. I get it from Birch Gold. They've been the exclusive gold partner of The Daily Wire for over seven years now, literally helping... Thousands of our listeners, they can help you as well. Text Ben to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist about protecting your savings from persistent inflation with gold. Text Ben to 989898. Right now, diversification, always a smart strategy. Text Ben to 989898 98 98 to get started. So the United States has been attempting to face up to the threat of China in the South China Sea. That's a good thing. One of the ways they are doing this is they've been developing, the Biden administration has, their relationship with the Australians. There's only one problem. Normally, the Australians tend to get their military tech from France and the United States works with France in order to provide that military tech, right? We have American military contractors who work with French companies working with the French military to provide that tech. Well, now the Biden administration with no notice whatsoever to the French just decided to basically undercut their military, their their Department of Defense, essentially. And this has now caused the greatest foreign policy rift between France and the United States in decades. According to the New York Times, Calling American and Australian behavior unacceptable between allies and partners, France announced on Friday it was recalling its ambassadors to both countries in protest over President Biden's decision to provide nuclear-powered submarines to Australia. That's not because they don't want Australia to be armed, it's because France was the one doing the arming. Australia canceled a $66 billion agreement to purchase French-built, conventionally-powered subs hours before the deal with Washington and London was announced. The statement said, at the request of the president of the republic, I've decided to immediately recall our two ambassadors to the U.S. and Australia to Paris for consultation. This exceptional decision is made by the is justified by the exceptional gravity of the announcements made on September 15th by Australia and the United States. So even The New York Times has to say, even though the relations between Europe and Trump were strained, they never reached this point. So congratulations to Joe Biden. He has defeated Donald Trump once again. He has failed where Trump did not. All righty, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. In the meantime, go check out The Michael Knowles Show that's available right now. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts including the Andrew Claven Show, the Michael Moles Show, and the Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld. Executive producer Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. Production manager Pavel Wydowski. Associate producer Bradford Carrington. Post producer Justin Barber. The show is edited by Adam Sayevitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Koromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021 the FDA rejects COVID booster shots for most Americans. The feds hold a fake January 6th reunion. And the FAA prevents news drones from broadcasting the flood of foreigners crossing our southern border. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, first.